Hello and welcome to the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. My name is Joss Golden and I am so happy that you're here. In this podcast series, I interview people who are passionate about parenting. We talk about many things to do with parenting and motherhood and explore the joys and challenges that we all face in our families. The aim of the podcast is to share more about aware parenting, to inspire us all on our parenting adventures, and to support us all to raise our children with more awareness, connection, and love. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. And if you are listening to this at the time of recording, it is the beginning of 2024. This is my first episode for the year. And today I'm going to be talking a bit more about how to aware parent together with another parent. And this is something that comes up really often in sessions and in the community with clients. And it's just really tough to navigate. And I've recorded two other episodes on this in conversation with my beautiful friend, Danny Willow. So I recommend going back and having a listen to those if you haven't already. And today I'm going to be really basing the episode around a message that I received from a listener. And the way she described what's going on in her family is so common. I thought it would be helpful for others to hear uh, what she's asking and to share some thoughts and reflections about it. So I'll start off by reading the message that came from Joanne. Thanks for the message, Joanne. So she says, thank you for your podcast, which I really love. I have been really enjoying your episodes about managing aware parenting together with partners, as this is something that I'm finding so hard at the moment. My husband is kind of on board with some aspects of aware parenting, but he isn't really getting any support himself. And I notice that he often gets really triggered by the children's behavior. He then has a tendency to get mad with them and shout. And then when I jump in and try to help, it always seems to make it worse. He feels like I'm undermining him in front of them. And this often leads to us fighting together too. I also find it really hard when he zones out and is disconnected because I can see all the feelings that are there for him, but I don't know what I can do. And I really want our son to grow up with a healthier relationship with himself. I know that you've talked about this before, but I would love a bit more information about how I can be more compassionate with him, especially in these moments when often the last thing I'm feeling is compassion. Thanks so much for any advice. So I wonder if any of that resonates for you. That is, as I said, something that is so common that comes up. And it's not always the case that it's the mother that's fully on board with aware parenting and doing you know, lots of work and starting to explore her own things. It can also be the father that is doing that. And I do have clients who are dads who are having exactly the same situation with the mothers of their children. So I'm going to try and use the terms partner and mother and father in in a way that resonates for people, but just to be clear that it, it can work all kinds of different ways. So I wonder if we could start off by looking at the first part of this question, which is about partners being on board or not with aware parenting. And yeah, as I've said in the other episodes, it is so common for there to be conflicts and struggles in parenting between partners of children. And this is the case, whatever the circumstances might be in your family. So 
It could be that it's you and your partner and your child. It could be that you're married. It might be that the other person who is parenting your children is not their biological parent. It could be that you're not together with that parent of the children, but you still obviously have to interact together and you still have to negotiate some of the challenges of that and support your children with some of the things that they might be finding tricky in that. So it could be also that you're in a blended family. So different children from different partners all all living together under one roof. So it is very common for there to be disagreement and struggles and for one parent to be more on board than the other. And as I said, we've talked about this already, Danny and I, in some of our other episodes. But one of the things that often comes up again and again is that the parents are whoever it is that's really on board with the aware parenting and really wanting to pursue this approach as much as possible in their families, that they struggle or find it really tricky to learn to be compassionate to the other parent of their children. And actually, it's it's fairly easy to be compassionate with your children who are dependent on you and who you love and adore unconditionally. Harder than that is to be compassionate with ourselves particularly when we didn't grow up learning this language and hearing this language around us. But harder still is often offering compassion to the other parent. And what I find really beautiful about Dr. Letha Salter's beautiful aware parenting framework is all the different tools and strategies that we can bring to our adult relationships that support us with this. So for understanding really that the core components of compassion and connection and how we can start to slowly bring those in to help shape and guide our relationships with the other parent of our children and to support them in times when things are messy and tricky and to support ourselves at those times too. As Joanne said in her message, it's often really hard when the parent responds in a way that you find really unenjoyable and then you need to learn how to respond to them in a way and then often they might become really triggered and activated by us jumping in on and getting involved and trying to defend our children or justify their behavior or explain things and then it often leads to yeah disagreement and disconnection and disharmony So when we can come back again and again to the basic principles and practices of aware parenting, it can really support us to get through these tricky times and to come together more, to bring more harmony, to bring more connection, to bring more compassion, to bring more understanding. And because we can understand how aware parenting is supporting us also to be focusing on getting support and releasing and healing our painful feelings and our accumulated stress and trauma and to start exploring our own imprints and to start meeting our needs, we can then see how important it is for the other parent of our child to be doing this work too. And of course, as you say, Joanne, in your message, It can be very triggering and difficult for us when we see our partners not quite on the same journey as us in that, and then seeing how that then shows up in the way that they respond to our children. So we've talked in other episodes about the stresses of aware parenting together with our partners. So I'm just going to briefly go, go over some of that again. And having children can be a really challenging time in our relationship with 
our partners or with the other parents, our co-parents. And we often experience really, really big feelings in response to them during this parenthood journey together. And that is particularly true when you discover aware parenting. And it's so often the case that people dive in and they're very passionate about it and they really, really, really want this for their children. They want their children to be always responded to as much as possible with compassion, with listening, to be always looking underneath behavior, to be exploring what's there and to have this very different understanding and trust in children. And if the other parent of our children isn't in that place and doesn't have that understanding and or doesn't resonate with that, it can make it really hard because we'll be responding to our children in very, very different ways. And so it can be really tricky to navigate. And of course, when we are in relationships, we often have come to parenting with our relationship looking a certain way. And then when we have children, there are big shifts and changes in our relationship. Often there are big shifts and changes in us and in our partner or co-parent too. And so things can very rapidly shift and alter in a way that can be quite unsettling and quite difficult to navigate as well. And we've spoken a bit about that in other episodes too. So so when we look at the three basic aspects of aware parenting, the first being that attachment style parenting and, and prioritizing relationship and connection, the second about meeting needs and having respectful conflict resolution, and the third around an understanding of how trauma shows up and impacts us and our children and how we can support that to be released and healed. We can see how each of those three things can also deeply support our relationship with the other parent of our children. So we want to be prioritizing closeness when we're in a loving relationship with them. So for you, Joanna, it would be about finding ways to ensure that you are also prioritizing closeness and connection with, with your husband. Uh, around meeting needs and having peaceful conflict resolution, we want to be understanding again that underneath behavior is always a very legitimate need or a legitimate feeling or a need for information. And that is true of our, our partners too. And yeah, the third around holding space for big painful feelings and learning how, how to be in space with painful feelings with others, with our partner and with ourselves. Often when we are really feeling activated, aware parenting can support us to be reaching out for listening, to be getting support, to be having spaces to, to share everything that's coming up for us, and particularly to be doing that with somebody who really understands this approach because we need to feel safe, first of all, in order for it to be a cathartic and, and healing experience for us to be heard. And we also need to be sharing it with somebody who understands that, of course, we deeply love our, our partner. I'm sure, Joanne, you love your husband very much. And you also have times when you find it really hard to be in relationship with him and you find it really hard to watch him with the children. So having spaces where you can share those feelings and have them understood means that we can be really authentic and honest about all the things that were coming up for us without worrying that someone's going to be judging us or judging our partner or judging our relationship. So it's really important to be to be feeling supported and safe to be sharing so that we can come back to feeling really grounded and really clear. And receiving this listening, receiving this compassion and support 
supports us to be able to offer the compassion and support to our children and to get really skilled at practicing offering it to our partner. So we might be practicing in our listening partnerships with somebody sharing something deeply painful for themselves or something that they're really upset and angry and stressed about or overwhelmed about. And there we are listening and offering just reflections, reflective listening back. We might be just reassuring them that we we care, that we're there, that we acknowledge, wow, that sounds really tough. Do you want to share some more about that? God, I really hear how difficult that is. You know, those kind of phrases that we're offering to our listening partner, and it becomes more and more natural to respond in that way. And then when we see our, our partners going into big feelings, we can also often offer those same sentences to them and to support them to be able to come back to feeling grounded and clear too, just as we witness in our listening partners going through that. Similarly, if we're having sessions with an aware parenting instructor, we might be sharing all the different things that are coming up for us at the moment. And by receiving that really deep, compassionate listening, that holding, that safety, that non-judgmental and unconditional support, we can really feel what that's like in our bodies to, to be freed from a lot of the stress and the the upset that we're holding simply by receiving that. And that can be really motivating for us to, to be supporting our partners in that way too. And uh, as Aware Parenting also focuses a lot, as I said, on the importance of meeting needs. So we can also slowly learn to value ensuring that needs for everybody in the family are met. And that's one of the really central things about Aware Parenting. It's not just about meeting our children's needs it's also about meeting our needs and meeting our partner's needs too, and supporting our partner to get their needs met. So it's really that we can come back to trusting again and again that everybody in the family can find ways to meet their needs. And sometimes we have to say that many times out loud to really get to that space. But we can often then bring this understanding of needs to ourselves and to our partners to see all the different ways and to support them to see all the different ways that their needs are not being met. And then we can support them to identify which of their unmet needs are most needing their attention right now and which of their unmet needs are adding to the conflict between us and them, and which of their unmet needs and our unmet needs might we be able to find small ways to address to just start to take more care of ourselves and, and of each other. And I think often with partners as well, there are unmet needs for, for connection, for joy, for fun, for all of the earlier times in our relationship where we had this connection that was not so heavily responsible in the way that it is when we have children. So often it, it means coming back to that. And again, I've spoken many times on this podcast about the the needs inventory on the Center for Nonviolent Communication. But yeah, is it possible to to get that out at a time when you're communicating and, and close with your partner? And just have a little look at it. There's a beautiful list on there of all different kinds of needs. And many of them, when we first start looking at that list, we're not even really aware that they were needs, let alone the fact that they're not being met at the moment. And what I find helpful is just to have a look through that list and just see what jumps out at me as being something that is really not met at the moment. 
And then I can start to explore ways to to get my needs met. And the more that my needs are met, the more capacity I have to be the parent that I want to be and to be offering compassion and connection and support to my partner as well. And the same for him. The more that his needs are met, the more that he has capacity to show up and be the parent that he wants to be. And the less likely it is that he's going to get so activated and the more spaciousness and patience and connection he will be able to feel for the children. So the less of that that's going on. So it can be really, really helpful to have these conversations with our partners at times of calm, connected sort of lovingness and have a look through through those lists. Because, of course, having unmet needs creates a lot of discomfort in our bodies because our bodies, of course, are so wise and they know that these needs are not being met. So when we take steps to acknowledge that for ourselves and when we offer that acknowledgement to our partners and encourage them to start acknowledging that for themselves, it's a really beautiful first step to then find ways to be addressing that. And some of the, as I said, some of the needs that are unmet often for partners are relaxation and joy and connection. Often we really see the importance when we are offering this to our children as well of these universal needs for autonomy and agency and choice and how unpleasant and uncomfortable it is when those needs are not being met. And that is often true for our partners too. And then we can look at learning how to to be more compassionate uh, with our children and ourselves and how to be unconditionally loving of our children and ourselves and to slowly start to then offer that to our partner or, or co-parent. And, and that can be really, really tricky, particularly when there's you know, struggles and issues between you, when there's complex pain and, and upset between you. It can be really, really difficult. And like Joanne says, sometimes the last thing that you feel like is being compassionate to your partner. But what we slowly start to see more and more when we're practicing aware parenting is the immense power of receiving compassionate listening and, yeah, practicing, as I said, offering this to another adult in our our listening partnerships, regardless of what they're sharing. Even if we're finding it activating to listen to, we can still come back to this really sort of heart-centered space of responding. And often doing things like being in circles, in a mother's circle, it can also be really helpful because, again, we're witnessing again and again the aware parenting instructors running the circle, offering this kind of compassionate support and unconditional listening, offering these phrases which feel so validating and so acknowledging to yourself and to other people in the circle. And we can really start to to practice and to find words to be able to offer this compassion to our partner. Yeah, so I really encourage you, Joanne, maybe to, to write down some phrases that resonate for you, that feel natural and authentic for you to share. And just practice and notice just as you observe your child in response to what's going on for them and what happens when you respond to them with loving listening. What happens when you respond to your partner that way, when you respond to your husband that way? I mean, you might be saying something like, oh, sweetheart, I see you're really activated. You got really triggered today by the children's behavior. What, what was going on for you? 
It really seemed like it was really difficult. And I'm I'm here to listen if there's anything that you want to share. And just notice what happens. Or even if you just reflect back and validate what he's saying when he's saying, for example, that you're you're undermining him, you know, offering him that reflection back. Oh, yeah, I can really hear that you're really annoyed by me at the moment. You find you're feeling really angry or upset or whatever it is that feels like a natural thing for you to say and to start practicing. And usually what I notice is that when I can find this capacity to be able to offer this to my partner, sometimes it annoys him and he goes into, don't you start that aware parenting with me, (laughs) which can be uh, an interesting conversation. But it's often the case that he, he will say, yes, yeah, I really do. And, and even just in that, I, I notice this a shift, a relaxing and a, and a softening in him. One of the other things that can be really helpful as well with our partner in, in learning to offer this kind of compassion and support is to, as we process and, and learn aware parenting, we're starting to recognize when things are coming up for us and when our younger parts in challenging moments are being touched and and driving how we're responding in our behavior. And then we are starting to look for ways that our inner child might be receiving some compassion and some reparative experiences. We can slowly then learn to explain to our partner again at times of connection, what is coming up for us and how that is impacting our nervous system and and to then offer them that same perspective and understanding as well so we can appreciate how easy it is and how often we also feel really activated by our children's behavior or by something else that's going on in our lives and how we sometimes have really big responses to seemingly small things and that's really commonly the case for us and for our partners, because many of us did not receive this listening that we needed earlier in our lives. Often well into adulthood, we didn't receive this kind of support. And so there are many, many times when we're going to be really triggered by what our partner says and learning to to sit in that discomfort and to explore that with, with some curiosity about what is coming up for us instead of going into that reaction and that blame and that judgment, but actually to to get our journal out or again, to be connecting with our listening partner and just seeing what might be there. Perhaps their behavior might be reminding us of of something that we received from our father uh, when we were younger, or maybe from our brother, uh, or maybe from a previous boyfriend. And just, just being open and curious to see what might be coming up and to to start to offer those younger parts of us some sense of compassion and, and understanding. And then we can learn to see that the, these conflicts and challenges are often also really beautiful opportunities to feel into and to heal what, what's there for us, what's been sitting there inside for some time. And we slowly get better and feel more comfortable, particularly if we're getting loving support from from an aware parenting instructor, to feel safe to to start going into some of that, some of that pain, some of that trauma, some of those accumulated feelings and those younger parts in us that are getting activated. And we can learn to see how often when we have really big feelings of frustration or disempowerment or rage or disconnection or sadness for us and also 
big those same big feelings in our partners that this lies under uh, so many of the conflicts in our relationship and as we understand this can be from from present stresses and from younger parts in us that had similar experiences uh, and seeing how these present day circumstances take us right back there so again yeah it's really important for us to be getting listening so that we can start to offload some of these painful feelings that are coming up at the times of the conflict. And, you know, maybe we might be wanting our partner to to be different and wishing that they would do things differently and getting really angry at them. And when we feel like this, it 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 adds, like you say, Joanne, it, it just creates further disconnection and it makes things more, more difficult and it it creates further conflict. Whereas when we can come back to this understanding with aware parenting that underneath their behavior is often their unhealed trauma that is driving their behavior and driving them to have those reactions to our children, we can come back to feeling much more compassionate and understanding. And we can see their five-year-old child that perhaps received real harshness and, and judgment from their parents or we might see the 10-year-old boy going through a, a really tricky time, or you know, we might see their teenage young self struggling, going through puberty without the listening and so on that they needed. But all of these ways of viewing them and their behavior supports us to find it much more easy to go into compassion and understanding of them. And again, when we can offer them compassion and understanding, it makes it so much more likely that they're going to be able to, to soften and to make the changes that mean they will be able to support our children much more in a way that, that we all enjoy. We can also learn from this aware parenting perspectives that just as our children have like broken cookie moments when they express lots of big feelings in response to something really small as a pretext for releasing accumulated feelings, the same is also true for us and for our partners too. So again, when they're having these big responses to our children, when we can view that as a as an adult broken cookie moment, Again, we can, whilst obviously keeping our children safe, but we can be much more inclined to be cultivating this sort of compassionate understanding and response to them. It means that we're much less likely to take it personally and that we are uh, less likely to be telling us th ourselves things that are perhaps unhelpful for supporting the kind of connection and compassion that we want to be offering. And if we do find ourselves going into telling ourselves lots of unhelpful things, can we take that somewhere else? Can we take that to our listening partner? Can we take that to our journal? Can we start exploring all that and, and offloading all that to come back to this, this grounded sense of loving connection and understanding so that we are more likely to be compassionate with them? Similarly, when we learn to offer loving limits to our children, we are when we're really clear about what we are willing for and clear that that they are having big feelings that are underneath their behavior, we can also start to offer loving limits to our partners. And again, this often requires us to be getting lots of listening and to be practicing. Uh, perhaps we might be practicing with ourselves when we are noticing ourselves with big feelings going into something. We might be practicing with our children, offering these loving limits and some of these words. But similarly, we can start to offer that to our partners 
particularly if we're getting the support that we need and the listening we need to be able to come back and, and offer them that in a in a loving and connected way. And when when we do this, sort of it really makes a big difference to be having time together where we can be feeling connected and motivated to be prioritizing our relationship with them and having connection time together and bringing in more fun and more love and more joy and more play and to be seeing you know what happens what would happen if you offered him a loving limit so joanne for example if he's getting really angry with the children and he's going into shouting or you're noticing that that's coming up wonder what would happen if you moved in before that and said i'm seeing that you've got lots of feelings uh, sweetheart, but I'm really not willing for you to be shouting at the children. How can I help you? How can I support you? What do you need? I'm right here and see how that went. See how that goes. So some of the other ways that the principles of aware parenting can really support closer and more connected and more compassionate relationships with our partners is understanding this need again that we all have for physical closeness and for loving touch obviously if you're not together with this the other parent of your child then this doesn't work for you but for you Joanne and your partner are you finding it possible to bring in physical connection and loving touch with your partner and that can be hard we've spoken about this in other episodes it can be hard when we feel all touched out and we're a bit like overwhelmed and our nervous systems just reacting to to being touched in that way but is there other ways that you could connect with your partner to bring in closeness and calm and relaxation and softness and calmness and to then be having this having the, your needs and their needs for physical closeness and loving touch to be met we are understanding through learning more about aware parenting that we need to accept that big feelings are part of life. And it's not that we are practicing aware parenting to try to not have any big feelings in our family. Quite the opposite. We are recognizing more and more that we will always have big feelings for everyone in the family. And when we can support that and allow that to be there and to accept that and to be getting support and to be offering support in those moments we can allow those feelings to pass and to be to be let go of so again if we're finding ourselves going into judgment of ourselves or our partners or our family it's a sign that we need more support so that we can come back to supporting and encouraging and accepting this in the other family members too Another aspect of aware parenting that's really helpful is this core component of trust and trusting our children to learn things in their own time, in their own way. Aletha has some beautiful principles of learning that I highly recommend going and having a look at, regardless of, of which way you are supporting your children to learn. And the same is true for us and for our partners too. So if you're feeling frustrated and annoyed that your partner isn't learning about aware parenting as much as you are, isn't on board, isn't reading the books, isn't listening to the podcast, are you able to take those feelings to a listening partner and to or to your journal and to offload some of it? So again, it becomes easier for you to come back to this trust that they are learning in their own way, in their own time. And then perhaps it will be from that place much easier for you to be able to support them with information, for you to be able to explain 
what you understand and what you resonate with about aware parenting, why you want to do it this way, what you are understanding about your children and and in an open way and offering that to them and seeing if they're willing to listen and, and what their reflections are and what their thoughts are about what's going on. Again, with aware parenting, we are offering encouragement, but not criticism or praise or punishments to our children. And the same is true in our relationships then with our partner. The more listening and support that we're getting, the more that we're able to come back and offer them that encouragement too, without the criticism and without the praising kind of carrot approach. Because again, we're wanting them to to be connecting in with their own intrinsic motivation to be to be parenting in a way that they really want to. We understand the importance of spending special quality time together with our children through attachment play and um, having um, non-directive child-centered play or special time with our children. And the same is true for our, our partners and for ourselves. So can we be bringing that component to our relationship? So we're making time to have special quality time together. Maybe we could even do it so that you're, you know, taking turns to choose what you do in that time. My partner and I often do that where we take turns to choose where we're going to go, what we're going to do, or it might be if we're sitting down to watch a movie, we choose, we take turns to choose what we're going to watch. And then the other person just joins them in, in that. And having that special connection is really important for building the kind of relationship that allows you to be compassionate and connected with each other. Another one of the principles of aware parenting that's really helpful is the one which talks about how important it is for us to be taking care of ourselves and being really honest about our own needs and feelings and not sacrificing ourselves to the point of becoming resentful. And that is true in terms of our relationship with our partners as well as our relationship with our children. So trying to notice times when we are really struggling, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we are having lots of our own unmet needs and being being aware of that before we start to come to the point of of resentment and often in partnerships we tend to do this thing where we are sort of competing for how hard we're doing it and we might be saying oh i'm you know it's so much harder for me and i've got the kids at home with me all day and and you get to go out to work and have some time off and our partner might be like well you're sitting at home all day not really doing anything while i'm out at work or i'm you know i'm doing all these different things and so yeah again it's when we take responsibility for meeting our own needs and when we can have these conversations about needs so that our partners can start taking responsibility for meeting their own needs everybody's needs in the family are met more so again we're not as likely to be overwhelmed we're going to have more capacity there's less likely to be that kind of resentment and if if there is resentment there in relation to your partner again can you have a conversation about it are you willing to share and to say i'm really struggling with this i need more support with this are you willing to help me would it be possible for you to and often we have this sense with our partners that they should just understand by some kind of telepathy, what it is that we want or what it is that we're needing. Whereas when we can be really explicitly clear and to state that to them, and again, uh, to ask them to be explicitly clear and to state that to us, we're much more likely to be having this sort of conducive relationship where we're really supporting each other as a team rather than each on our own doing it uh, doing it hard and, and suffering and struggling. 
And as I've said before in this episode, yeah, we are striving to become aware of, of the ways in which our own childhood pain can interfere with our ability to be good parents and to be making conscious efforts to avoid passing down our own hurts to our children. That is the, the last of the aware parenting principles. And I think it's a really, really, really important one to keep coming back to again and again and to be explaining that to our partners too. So even if they don't want to read the books and listen to the podcasts, perhaps you can say, you know, I'm really trying to become more and more aware of the ways in which my childhood pain is showing up and getting in the way of me being the parent I want to be. And I can see that that happens when X, Y, and Z happens and I get activated. And that takes me right back to when I was a child and this happened and that happened. So that our partners can start to learn through our modeling and through our conversation that that is also likely to be happening for them. And when we come back to this understanding for ourselves, we can again be offering that same understanding to them so that when we see them behaving in ways that are not what we want towards our children, we can come back to this understanding, ah, okay, this is their childhood pain coming up and driving this behavior at the moment. And it's not that, you know, they're awful people or that they're a bad partner or they're not, you know, they're never learning or, you know, these sorts of things that we might be telling ourselves. It's just those, those, their own childhood pain. So one of the other things with aware parenting that's really helpful to bring to our relationships is this idea around cultivating trust. And there is this deep underpinning core sort of central aspect of aware parenting is, is that babies and children have this innate wisdom and we can learn to trust that wisdom. And it's often really hard for us as adults because we were conditioned to think that humans were not really trustworthy and we grew up quite disconnected from being able to trust ourselves. But the more that we can understand and appreciate the deep wisdom of our children and their intuitive knowledge around healing from stress and from large, big and small trauma, the more we can start to offer that understanding to ourselves and to our partners as well. So this can support us to really allow our partners to be moving in their own way, to be on their own journey into in parenthood and, and to recognize that they have their own strengths in parenting, even if that looks different to, to what we would love it to, to be. And we can slowly start to learn to trust their process and to see them showing up and, and offering our children different things to us uh, and to be accepting that. And we can all start to be you know, playing to our strengths in a family. And we've, we've spoken about this in previous episodes too, but you know, some partners are really good at listening to feelings better than, than we are. And some partners are really good at play better than we are. And so it can be really helpful to start to notice this and to not go into judgment or guilting or shaming or blaming of ourselves or of our partners, but instead to just celebrate the differences between us and to play to our strengths. So if your partner is great at listening to feelings, uh, then that's wonderful, even if they're not good at, you know, as good at play. Uh, it's really appreciating what what they do do well and what they are able to be offering our children and we keep on coming back to modeling aspects of aware parenting by how we are responding to our children in front of them uh, and coming back to this trust that they are growing and learning too whatever that looks like in their own way 
And we can really learn that when when things are really challenging in our families and when we're having really messy moments, like you say, Joanne, when you're you're fighting and he's they're shouting at the children and you're getting involved and then he's it's leading to fights between the two of you. It's it's really okay. I mean, obviously, if if there's any kind of physical violence or any kind of way that you feel like your children or yourself are unsafe, then then it's so important to be reaching out for support and, and to be getting help. But if it's just that there's there's some conflicts from time to time and it gets messy and shouty sometimes, we can be really reassured that that's okay because in this aware parenting model, we have this beautiful process of rewind and repair with our children and we can use that with our partners too. And we can even rewind with our children on behalf of our partners. And when we are offering this rewind, our, our partners are watching that, they're seeing that. So the more listening and support that we're getting, the easier it is to keep coming back to this trust. And we might be saying to our children after a big fight, Joanne, it might be helpful for you to say to the children something like, you know, I'm sorry that mom and dad were having a fight today. I imagine that felt really yucky for you or it was not, wasn't nice for you at all. And, and I'm, I'm here to listen if you have any feelings. And I want to reassure you that it's not your fault and that mom and dad both deeply love you. And I, I'm here to listen to anything you might want to share about what that was like. And I really acknowledge how how hard it is, how unpleasant that is. And I want to reassure you that we're going to keep, Daddy and I are keeping working. We're going to keep getting support and that you always deserve loving kindness. And we're going to keep trying to offer it to you. And, you know, that sort of thing. And that can be really, really powerful. And we might say something like, you know, daddy's just feeling really stressed at the moment and I'm here to listen to any feelings about what that was like for you. And I want you to know that I'm always here to support you. And you might want to talk to your your partner later when everyone's calmed down again and to be saying, you know, I noticed that you were really angry and activated today. What was going on for you? I wonder if it might be possible for us to, to rewind with the children and to listen to their feelings because that was hard for them. Are you willing to do that? That kind of thing. But yeah. As always, we need as much listening and support as we can possibly get in order to come back to this trust and, and to be getting clear about responding to our children and to our partners in this way. So when there is this, this conflict and this disconnection in the family, there are some really beautiful things to come back to to deal with the conflict with our children. And I find it really helpful to come back to that list of three things that are underneath behavior. So the thoughts and the beliefs, that's the first one is the thoughts and the beliefs. So when we can ensure that um, we're having lots of conversations with our children and we're giving them age appropriate information about what's going on, we can reassure them that it's not their fault and that we still love them and that we will reach out for support and, and to keep coming back to this, whatever we can do to to come back to balance and connection. And that's teaching them lots of things and they're understanding lots of things then about getting support and about unconditional love. And we might even empower them by giving them like a safe word that they could come up with that they can use when they can see that we're getting activated to try to help us to pause and to step away when we are responding in a way that's not really aligned with aware parenting. And perhaps we could come up as a, at a family meeting and come up with some strategies together as a family that could support when we're going into arguments and fighting. The second one is needs. So 
when when we're having times of disconnection and conflict, we can be really trying to ensure that our children's needs are being met as much as possible, particularly their needs for connection, their needs for autonomy and choice, and their needs for agency. For example, we can be offering them extra connection, perhaps extra uh, playtime with both parents, or perhaps we might be giving them extra choice so that if one of us is going to lie down with them at night when they're falling asleep, they can choose who it is who takes them that day. But opportunities for them to be deciding things for themselves and to be making their own choices is really, really helpful, particularly at times of conflict and disconnection. And the third one is feelings. And of course, when there are times of big conflict and argument, it is really normal that our children will be having big feelings. So anticipating that can be helpful and also moving in to offer them lots of compassionate listening and all of those nine types of attachment play to support extra emotional release, to bring in extra feelings of safety, emotional safety for them, particularly at times of conflict when they might be experiencing a lack of safety and and bringing in lots of opportunities for them to release and to heal through through laughter and to play out some of the stresses that they're experiencing so that might be having special time with your child where you bring in uh, some symbolic play by bringing in a family of dolls and and seeing what they play out and just being there and being present with them because they might then be making sense of of what they're witnessing in us and our relationship through their play so that is really supportive we might have be looking for extra opportunities to bring in some loving limits so that we can support our children to be releasing feelings that way. But just recognizing that at times of conflict and fighting between us, there's often more feelings for our children. So another thing that we can focus on is how to reduce conflict with our parent or co-partner. And as I said, yeah, the first one is is just having conversations with them outside of the conflict. And I've spoken about that already. So just keep coming back to that. You know, you might be asking them, how how else might we respond? How else could we respond instead of shouting? What could you do to support yourself in that moment? What might be helpful? This is what helps me when I'm feeling really activated by the children is to like really feel my feet solid on the ground and to put my hand on my heart and to offer myself some compassion. Or perhaps we could communicate with each other. So if we're feeling on the verge of big feelings ourselves, can we check in with each other and, and see who's going to take over now? Making time however you can to have connection with your partner to have fun and to play together and and to have conversations where you share honestly about what you need from each other. And yeah, as I said, let's not expect that they will understand what we need from them so that instead we're having these really beautiful conversations where we're clear and we ask directly and and to offer for them as well. "What, What do you need from me? I spoke just now about family meetings. These are a really core strategy in aware parenting, and they're a really beautiful opportunity for everybody in the family to raise things that they want to be different, as well as to be talking about things that they're really enjoying and valuing. So is that something that you can bring in regularly, Joanne, where you sit down as a family and everybody gets to express their opinion and everybody gets to be heard without interruption and, and to express in a sort of really democratic way what they're wanting, what they're loving about the family and what they're wanting to be different. That can also be a really nice opportunity for, for our partners to be sharing what they want to be different too. 
Another way to be communicating in a way that is more respectful and clear is using things like nonviolent communication. And I've already mentioned the needs inventory on the NVC website, but they have this beautiful four-part process to support a communication in a way that is really effective and clear and respectful. So I'd really recommend going and having a look at that. I really recommend Marshall Rosenberg's work. Their four-part process basically talks through describing a way where we can talk about how how we're feeling and, and what we're needing and making requests of our partner in a way that is really peaceful and empathic and respectful and heartfelt. And it is a really beautiful thing to start learning and practicing and bringing in, particularly if we're noticing ourselves having these kind of communications with our partner that are full of blame or judgment or criticism or harshness. So that's something that I found really helpful with my partner. And again, the more that I'm getting listening and support, the more I'm doing journaling when things come up for me, the easier it is for me to go back into this really beautiful respectful way to communicate with him. Another thing that can be really helpful is, again, coming back to this element around meeting needs, and that is uh, taking time to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves in ways that are really restorative and and support our our balance, more balance for our nervous system. Often when we're stressed and overwhelmed, our nervous systems have gone into that flight-fight response. So what can we do to bring this sense of calm and and connection and homeostasis back into our nervous system. So that might be having spaces where we go and we cry and we rage and we shake and we dance, or it might be that we're going into doing some yoga and some breath work that is really beautiful. It might be spending time in nature, either together or apart, but really doing these things that nurture and balance our nervous system means that them and us are going to be so much less reactive and and activated by our children's behavior. And yeah, as I've said before around learning to offer this this language of compassion to create uh, stronger connections and, and a better relationship. I like to talk briefly about some of the things that get in the way of connection too, so that we can be more aware of this and and uh, less likely to be going into this in ways that add more fire to uh, difficult conflict times with our relationships. The first is blaming the other person. And it's really common, particularly when we've gone into that kind of fighting, flighting kind of energy of hyper arousal to go into that sense of blame. And so can we instead come back to this focus on what we're feeling and what we're needing? And in aware parenting, we are trying to have a blame-free home where we're not blaming and, and shaming our children. And again, can we bring that to our relationship with our partner too, so that we're not blaming and shaming them? We're instead coming back to focusing on what are we feeling? What are we needing? And if we need clarity to get back to that, taking that to our listening partner, going into our journal so that we can explore more, so that we get really clear about what we're feeling and needing and offering that then to our partner. Another one is when we're finding ourselves going into shoulding, shoulding them, you should, you shouldn't, that kind of language. That's often really unhelpful and disconnecting. So again, can we bring in some curiosity about what their behavior might be telling us, about what you might be feeling, about what your behavior might be telling you, about what you might be needing, and encouraging your partner to do the same. What's going on for you at the moment? I really notice that you're feeling 
stressed and you seem to be you know getting quite angry with the children what what do you think's going on what are you feeling at the moment what are you needing so much more conducive to connection and compassion another one is is criticizing and often we go into this sort of again it's that kind of judgment you always you do this you never and going into those judgment words like always and never are really really challenging so again can you be communicating using i messages i feel this i find this i need this and making observations and making requests rather than going into that criticism and that judgment and often as we're learning in aware parenting bringing in marion's beautiful work around freeing ourselves from judgment and shame and guilt and criticism and comparison and often we need support in that process but again can we then be offering that same thing to our partner so if we're going into criticism or guilting or shaming or judging can we come back to focusing on on the feelings and the needs and using i language another one that we often do that doesn't help at all in our relationships is going into telling our partners what they're thinking or feeling and this is something that i do i find myself doing and i'm really have been working a lot on on not doing this because i can see that this is the thing that really gets in the way and i say things like you say this and you think this you think i'm this and that kind of thing and that's also can be really disconnecting and unhelpful so again can you come back to making observations and using i statements and if you're finding it difficult to do that it's a sure sign that you need some more support so can you be getting more listening where else could you be reaching out to for support where else could you be taking some of this so that you have places to be able to say things that are you know say this kind of criticism this blame this shame this these kind of thoughts that are coming up for you and offload that so again you're more likely to be coming back to to a more compassionate and connected way of communicating another thing to be aware of is around timing so you know is this the right time to be talking about this <laughs> It might be that, you know, if you're in the midst of big feelings and they're responding in a way that's really harsh to your children, like Joanna was describing in her message, that's probably not the time to be having conversations about parenting and about what's coming up for them and that kind of thing. Perhaps in that moment, it's saying, I can see you've got big feelings. I'm happy to, to deal with this. Do you need to walk away? And it's after the event, perhaps that evening when you're sitting down after the kids have gone to sleep, that might be a time to say, when would be a good time for us to have a chat? There's a few things I'd really love for us to support each other with around parenting. So when would be a good time for you? And if you've made that time, I think we spoke about this in the last podcast too, if you've made a time to have this conversation and then it's obviously not the right time, then can you make an, another time to have that? And the last one is around misunderstandings. So, you know, can you be taking time to double check that they've understood what you're saying. Often there is misunderstandings. Often if people say things that are really activating and triggering for us, we can go into misunderstanding too. So, you know, if if your partner said something that you're finding difficult to hear, maybe you can like double check back with them that you've you've understood. And similarly, if you're sharing something and you're noticing them going into activation, can you check yeah, actually, this is this is what I'm meaning to say. Just to being as clear 
and as connected and, and as understanding as you can be with each other. So, Joanne, I wonder how you're feeling after listening to this, and I wonder, too, if you're also listening and you're having issues with your partner, whether you're finding any of these things would be helpful for you, any of these strategies that I've shared. Like being together with others in partnership, whatever that partnership looks like, is is really, really challenging. And I cannot, <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for us to be getting lots and lots of listening for ourselves. We really can't bring these core aspects and principles of aware parenting to our relationship with the other parent of our child unless we are getting lots of support and listening for ourselves. So I wonder if you have any thoughts or reflections. I I love it when you send me messages about the podcast. So please feel free to, to be in touch and share what you find helpful. If there's other things to add, I would love to hear them. And if you're wanting more support with this, I'd also really love to share that my Aware Partnering in Parenthood course is currently on sale for a few more days if you're listening to this in 2024. And if not, I encourage you to access the course anyway, because I dive into all of these things at length and in depth. We talk about all of these different aspects. We talk about how to come on board with your partner. We talk about sharing aware parenting in a way that your partner will be able to understand and be willing to do. We talk about coming together and having connected conversations to explore together what you want for your children and and to be really sharing this idea and, and coming to the same page. I talk about how to navigate conflict. I talk about much more about learning to offer compassion to your partner I offer uh, lots of uh, strategies for supporting your children when when it is when there is conflict there that's difficult and how to support yourself with that and I talk about how to come into to working together as a team with the other parent of your child using all of these beautiful aspects and principles of aware parenting to bring that to a relationship with your partner or co-parent so I invite you to go and have a look at that it's on my website on the courses page And as I said, yeah, I've got a 20% off at the moment. The other thing I offer, which is really beautiful, is joint sessions with yourself and your partner. As part of those sessions, I send out a special questionnaire that is specially designed for partners to be exploring more about your relationship and what you want from each other and what you're finding difficult. And then we come together in sessions in a way that's not about blaming or making anybody wrong. It's not about myself and the one parent who's really into aware parenting ganging up on uh, the other parent. It's really about offering a space to come together, to be heard, to be acknowledged, to be understood, and to to come together to create together some different strategies that you can use in your family to to be more together in your parenting and to navigate the things that are difficult and to ensure everybody receives listening, receives support, receives acknowledgement in a way that's not blaming or shaming, but that is just really supportive and compassionate. And it's also an opportunity for both partners in the relationship to model, to practice, and to receive through me modeling and practicing, offering that kind of compassionate listening so that that's something that you can bring into your relationship too. So I love doing those sessions. Yeah, so if that's something that you want to explore, I encourage you to get in touch. 
I also have an article about this on my website, um, which I encourage you to go and have a read of. And again, yeah, there's two other episodes to this podcast that are exploring this some more and beautiful conversation with Danny. So I encourage you to go back and have another listen to those too. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Joanne, for sending in the question. If anybody would like to uh, get in touch and offer a topic for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I really want these podcasts to be as helpful as possible for you. If you'd like to come on the podcast and have a conversation with me about something that's been beautiful for you in your aware parenting journey, I would love to hear from you. And I have some amazing guests lined up for this year and some more in our conversation series with Danny that we're going to be continuing to have where we're going to be exploring lots of different aspects of aware parenting to be supporting you on your journey. So I'm offering you much love and connection and compassion and support in your relationship with your partner, whatever that looks like. And I am so celebrating your willingness to do this big work to be bringing this change to your family, to your children, to your communities, and to the world at large. So yeah, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode, and I send you lots of love in the meantime. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on Aware Parenting Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To find out more, please visit my website, www.awareparenting.com.au and follow me on social media at Aware Parenting with Joss. I wish you much connection and love on your parenting adventures. Mm-hmm.